All right, so the Saints last year, they were one of the most dominant teams in the regular season. Granted, they had noodle arm Drew Brees slinging the rock, or he wasn't really slinging it, and then they played the Buccaneers for the third time in the playoffs and got blasted. They had Taysom Hill start a few games last year. He went 3-1 and one in those games. Jameis Winston sat behind Drew Brees the entire year. He wanted to go to the Saints that way he could learn, and they think he's on a one-year deal. Taysom Hill's on like a four-year crazy deal, but every year is voidable, so I'm sure that's going to change in the future. And there's a lot of discussion on what the Saints are going to look like heading into next season. I think they're going to be very okay. They lost some key pieces, and if Jameis Winston is starting, there's always the possibility that he throws 30 interceptions, but the offense can evolve slightly, and he's going to be able to push the ball down the field, unlike Drew Brees was able to do. On certain plays last season, they did a trick play to get Taysom Hill to chuck the ball deep down the field. They subbed Jameis Winston in to throw the ball deep down the field. So that's something they don't need to worry about. I think there's definitely a scenario where the Saints are better. I just don't see it happening. I think Jameis is ultimately going to wind up being the starter because when you take a look at some of the pieces they've lost in the offseason, Emmanuel Sanders is on a different team. Jared Cook is on a different team. Adam Troutman isn't a prolific tight end. Their other receivers, Trey Quan Smith, who is going to be number two behind Michael Thomas. I think they're going to value having Taysom Hill out there as an offensive weapon rather than having him run the show. And with him running the show, I think they're limited in what they're able to do. He's not the best passer in the world. A lot of times he, you saw him running the ball because he does have four or five speed. Four, I don't know. How, he's got a fast 40 and you can see he has wheels when he's on the field. I think they're going to lean towards Jameis because they need him on the field as a tight end. I, ultimately, I think they wind up being an eight win team around there. They still have a very good defense. They're not going to be better than Bucks, And if they're going to be able to get into the playoffs, I think it'll probably be as a wild wildcard team well the wildcard team thing they're not going to beat the bucks for the division the bucks have finally got that offense to jail after their bye week last season and didn't lose a game after that so they're a real threat to go undefeated but they're not going to be a bad offense by any means because Jameis winston can do things and even drew Brees, at the pinnacle of his uh powers could not do with the ball he's got a much bigger arm he's more athletic and i'm willing to say he's more likely to risk contact while carrying the ball where drew Brees would be much more inclined to slide. But Taysom Hill, for a long time, been trying to earn the quarterback starting job. That's just something which isn't going to happen. Now, it became apparent when they brought Jameis Winston in last year. They do not have trust in Taysom Hill to lead their offense, which they shouldn't do. He's a great athlete, not a very good quarterback for the NFL level. He can try and do what Cam Newton did last year, but I don't think you want to replicate Cam Newton's success, which he had with the Patriots or lack thereof. Jameis Winston had his eyes surgically repaired through LASIK surgery. He's had a year behind one of the best quarterbacks ever, and he's still got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, two weapons of the highest caliber, which he never had anything close to in Tampa Bay. James Winston could very well throw 30 touchdowns again. I would not be surprised if he put up similar numbers to his final season in Tampa Bay, only with far fewer interceptions. He's always going to throw picks. That's just kind of the way he does. The chucking and deep will risk you the ball sometimes. James Winston will be much more efficient, much safer with it, and will still have a giant arm and still lead that offense. The Saints are a winning team, and as long as Sean Payton is there, I don't see them having a losing record. They are going to win at least 10 games. Well, another big question for them is they have Slant Boy, who struggled a lot last year. And now I know he had surgery, but what is he going to look like in an offense 
where Drew Brees isn't the quarterback, where it's Jameis Winston who sometimes forces the ball into tight windows. Is he going to be as dominant as he was when he won the offensive MVP? Especially since he doesn't really have a true number two wide receiver next to him. As much shit as Jared Cook gets for dropping the ball, he was still a talented tight end and he put up decent numbers last season. And they also have Alvin Kamara, of course. But as far as the passing game goes, it's not like they're too electric on the outside, outside of Michael Thomas, which hopefully is at his peak. And then how is Alvin Kamara going to look like in the offense where Drew Brees, he presses Drew Brees' main passing target almost? I think you're mistaking limited action, limited opportunity for the limited ability to be successful. We've not seen a lot of guys like Traquan Swift and Martin Smith and Marquez Callaway. We haven't seen much from them. That doesn't mean they're bad options. I'm very confident one of them at least will have an 800-900 yard plus season as the premier second option, facing the second best cornerbacks and being out there most plays. I think the greater opportunity will allow them to put up bigger numbers. So I don't think the Saints are necessarily screwed in terms of that position. Jared Cook obviously is a decent loss, but at a certain point, once you get past the true upper echelons of tight ends in the NFL, that position's interchangeable. And Jared Cook was not one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Their offense is not going to regress significantly because of the weapons. Jameis Winston is the one who controls that offense's fate, and I have a lot of faith in him. And someone else who has been just as heavily doubted at by NFL fans, he's been heavily scrutinized because of the situation he was kind of drafted into. He didn't necessarily ask for this. Jordan Love on the Packers, he's been getting one reps in training camp. He's taken Aaron Rodgers reps while Aaron Rodgers is away on vacation. Probably, well, he's in strike at this point. Anything positive being said about him from training camp, I feel like is, is very overblown and is a clear attempt by the Packers organization to win the PR campaign, to stage a PR campaign. The Packers are attempting to make the fan base okay with the fact they're not bending the knee to Aaron Rodgers and that they're trying to make the fan base think Jordan Love is getting ready to have a Patrick Mahomes-like season with the team that went to the NFC Championship game last year. The numbers getting reported from these practices, they're not spectacular by any means. 57% completion percentage and 7 on 7s, two touchdown passes which were both under 15 yards, and an interception. That's from last Thursday. This is getting posted on a Monday, so you can do the math there in your own head. He did not light the practice up on fire. Now, I also didn't watch it, so I'm just talking about the numbers that are being reported in the ESPN article, but I get the feeling he's a long way from being competent or special as a starter. Clearly, if you watch his highlight tapes, he has the ability to throw the ball far down the field. He has some athletic ability, but I, I just don't think he's going, <laughs> he's in a space where he can be competent in the NFL. I think he's his talent level is probably somewhere like Daniel Jones during Daniel Jones's rookie season, where he may light up the bad teams, especially since he's got Devontae Adams out there, Aaron Jones, a good offensive line, and he may struggle against some of the better defenses, elite defenses. He's going to be underwhelming in those games. That's if Aaron Rodgers is on a different team or just decides to retire and go to Jeopardy. Uh, I'm of the opinion Aaron Rodgers plays for the Packers next year. Isaiah's kind of been the opposite to that, and I think the Packers should still look to get Aaron Rodgers in the door. Well, I like that you ignored the fact Jordan Love had a 45-yard touchdown pass. That was something which kind of was left out of your little tirade against him. But more and more you see in the NFL, teams are drafting these prospect quarterbacks. They draft the Josh Allen, they draft the Trey Lance, they draft the Patrick Mahomes, and they let them sit for a little bit, and they say, okay, we are going to develop you. Jordan Love has the skill set to be in that conversation. He's got the gigantic arm, he's got the athleticism, he's got all that. The question is, can he get the mental component of the game down, and can he get the confidence? And he's in a bad situation regardless of the amount of talent around him, because regardless of how well he plays, he's going to get compared to Aaron Rodgers, and that is 
not a comparison many rookie quarterbacks are looking to uh, garner. But he has not been bad at practice by any means. I don't think it's the Packers PR team leaking information like, oh, he's doing so great. I think this is outside sources reporting that he is having meaningful outings. Had one really rough first practice. After that, he's looked very solid. No, I, I don't think I don't think he's necessarily doing atrocious. I just think they're hyping up anything positive he's possibly done. And he has one good throw and everyone's like, oh, he's looking really good out in training camp. I, I mean, he's obviously done some things good, but when you look at some of the numbers that are being reported, it's not like he's going 50 for 50 with five touchdowns and seven on sevens or something. Well, one, I'm speaking the 11s on 11s. That 57% number is from 11 on 11, not seven on seven. At the end of the day, Jordan Love is being thrust against a decent NFL defense when he has never really gotten reps of this caliber and is not completely wilted. Most rookie quarterbacks, or even second year guys, no experience, would have completely shit the bet. He has not done that. 57% is not good, but it's not bad at over his first three practices. He's going to get better. He's going to improve. He might be a comparable athlete in terms of the quarterback position to Aaron Rodgers. The question is the mental game. Rodgers is one of the best mentals on the field in the NFL. He's clutch. He makes the deep throws when the pressure is on him. If Jordan Love can do that, and Jordan Love can translate his athleticism to the field, the Packers are going to be just fine moving on from Rodgers. I don't think, I just don't think Jordan Love is there yet. He probably isn't. Like, he's not definitely not Aaron Rodgers yet. Remember, Aaron Rodgers set for, what, three years behind Brett Favre, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I'm sure they would have liked Jordan Love to get the same opportunity Rodgers did behind Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, but it's also not... It's I, If he is talented and they have they are capable of molding him into an elite quarterback, the way the media is nowadays, you're not going to get three seasons to get your feet underneath you. Like, if Terry Bradshaw... Josh Allen got three seasons. He was terrible as a rookie year and wasn't world beater his second year. He was still very competent running the ball and there was some promise there. They were at least winning some games with Josh Allen. Yeah, and the Packers are going to win some games with Jordan Love just because they're a good team. Even if he is a mediocre passer and not that athletic on the ground in terms of his wheels, which he will be fairly, he'll be somewhat of a threat in the run game. I'll just throw that out there. Even if that's the case, that Packers team is going to fight their way to anywhere from 7 to 10 wins. Like, they're a good enough team where they can overcome some shortcomings of that position. Well, if they have Jordan Love there, do you think they're better than someone like the Vikings you know guy they got elite quarterback Kirk Cousins prime time uh it's more so the fact that all the Vikings defensive players aren't going to be hurt this year knock on wood and all that but that division's going to be a mess if Rodgers doesn't play the Vikings are going to win it if he does play the Packers are easily going to win it That has been the podcast. Let us know what you think about the Saints situation. Who is going to be starting at quarterback? Will they be able to lead the Saints to a playoff record? I probably have them about eight wins, something around there. Uh, Do you think Jordan Love is going to play for the Packers next season? How many games does he wind up starting? Is he a bum? Will he be a good NFL quarterback? Will Aaron, what team is Aaron Rodgers going to play for? Let us know down in the comments below and we'll see you in the next one.